what up? Welcome to the podcast of Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 339. On this episode, I'm joined by P Money. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, Louisiana, music talk, white rappers, more music talk, producing video games, music releases, smoking punishments, and a bunch of other shit. Uh, thanks for checking us out. What up? Um, welcome to a podcast of Mo. First thing I'll get to is our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Um, no E on the end of that if you're trying to top it in yourself. Uh, but there's a link in the description of this podcast. Um, if you give a dollar more a month, you can get early access to the podcast. So I'm a couple days early. And then if you give enough, you can be a co-producer like my mother, uh, Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear. It's your boy H2.com, Graveyard Entertainment, and Forgotten One. Um, the five corners of this Pentagon that is a podcast of Mo. So if you want to make it a hexagon or a septagon or octagon, you know, we're always we're always looking for new co-producers. So y'all check it out. Also, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo if you want a t-shirt. Or a hat. Um, they're not very cool hats. They're like those dad hats. So if y'all like that shit, you know, you can go for it. You know, uh, I'm still like the 50 on 50s myself. Um, maybe someday we'll get some really awesome podcast hats, but probably not. You know, let's be real. Um, but maybe. So look into it. Think about it. And support the podcast. All right. This week we're calling a newish friend of the podcast. He's had a couple songs on the music episodes. He's going to be on Internet Friends 4. I'm sure we'll talk about that. And it uh, goes by the name of P Money and um, from New Orleans. And uh, he is a rapper. So let's give him a call. Yo, what's up, man? What up? What up? Uh, perfect. Coming in clear. Um, so I gave you a brief intro of uh, your name's P Money and you're from New Orleans and a rapper. Is that all correct? Not quite uh, New Orleans. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. So, I, I mean, in New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, it is what it is. I understand. Yeah, you you had a very uh, Louisiana flow, I guess. I just, you know, assign. I know a few people from New Orleans uh, from when I was, like, in high school. So, I guess I just, in my mind, connected me. I also knew a guy from Alexandria, and he talked like Forrest Gump. Now, that's closer to where I'm from, actually. Like, weird that you said that. Yeah, he. Uh, I went to this nerd camp in high school. It was this math and science camp, and they had kids from, like, five states come. And you got to stay in these college dorms. And my second year I went to it, they put me with this kid named Chris from Alexandria. And he talked so slow. And What I, year was this? Uh, this was, I mean, I graduated in 2006, and he was my same age. Man, because uh, it's a very uh, small area. Like I'm from that actual. Like I'm from probably like 35 minutes from Alexandria. We call it Alec. So, oh, yeah, he uh, his name is Chris Garcia. So if you happen to know Chris Garcia, um, I That's feel weird, man. I feel mean about it now because I was kind of mean to him because he he talked so slow. And it wasn't because he talked <laughs> slow. It's just like I was, you know, I don't know. I was all urban and shit, and he wasn't. I was I wasn't urban either, but like I wanted to be, you know, if that makes sense. I mean. 
I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. We do sound a little, you know what I'm saying? We sound a little odd. Right. Uh, and then I had, there were some girls over from New Orleans and they went to all these Catholic schools. And then I learned how like, oh yeah, it's all Catholic schools, you know, and they would explain all that shit. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, just speaking on side, I also a girl named Delkey from New Orleans. And I remember after Katrina happened here and her tell the story about it, you know, and she was like this short black girl that just had a lot of attitude. And like to hear her story of it, it was like, that was the best story I could have heard someone tell about it. <laughs> ratchet as fuck <laughs> right yeah she was like we were in a second story because we couldn't even be in the first you know it was just like so dramatic and shit and i was like oh fuck yeah it was it's like a bad movie <laughs> right um but yeah and i gotta say because uh you know what I, speaking of new orleans and louisiana lil wayne has been my favorite rapper since i was like i don't know forever Dog. so uh that's why Dog. i always kind of enjoy that i mean i loved um the hot boys and cash money you know actually probably before i you know, we're really like a ride or die Lil Wayne fan, but I had an older cousin who, for whatever reason, just loved Cash Money. And so, oh, yeah, bro. Uh, I just grew up listening to it a lot. And now that was just always my favorite. So once it eventually blew up and was like everyone's favorite, I had that moment yeah. of like, fuck y'all. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> but I was here first. Right. And, but that happens with, with all kinds of stuff. Um, but I've always been a fan of it. And, you know, growing up, like I loved also like Master P, you know, and the whole other side. No limit, dog. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just uh I'm glad that uh and I'll just also mention this part is you're gonna be on Internet Friends 4 and uh you and yeah, your homie B Lucas uh are they you really bring it. You also had the very Louisiana sound, so that was fun. Yeah. Um so I'm glad y'all are on it. I what I end up doing because every other internet friends cypher because the name of this song is internet friends for cypher but there was an internet friends cypher and internet friends three cypher and on all of those i went first and my verse is the worst and so on this one <laughs> i went ahead and made my verse first and i think mine's the worst on this one um but, i thought it was cool man i mean i think it works i think i i, I fit it well yeah i make it work but like i think b lucas just kills it so he has to be last. oh bro he's my favorite rapper dude like, every time we do a song i'm like yeah bro you're going last he's like damn man again it's like yes motherfucker yes right i mean there's i went through that not saying like i always kill but there are times you know when i do a song and i understand they put me last because it's like well if not it would it would seem weird because my verse was the yeah. best you know and i think i'm pretty honest and being and good at being able to like I think this is versus better. I like it more than mine or whatever. Um, but, oh, yeah, man. I'll let him know. Yeah. Right. Like some people get weird and they're like, no, they'll, they would never admit that. Um, I think sometimes I kill shit and sometimes uh, you're just doing it for the service of the song. You know, you're like, exactly. well, this person done it this way and this way. So I'm going to do it with this style to kind of balance. I don't know. There's like more that goes into it. I feel like then um, I, oh, I, yeah. I do also always want to do awesome. Of course, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, but y'all's, I think y'all's mixing sounded good too. You know, a lot of people send me stuff and, uh, I have to do a lot of work and some people I don't have to do as much. And I think y'all sounded real good. So, uh, you know, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. We put a lot of, uh, time and like work into the, in, into my house, really into my extra bedroom is where we did the, the whole, uh, uh studio like set up. So uh, over the years, it's definitely like came together a lot. Like it's really upgraded from like just, uh, this USB mic in my fucking like, closet to like pretty much a sound treated room with like a super expensive mic and all that shit. So yeah, man, it feels good to, to put out the, the quality shit now. <laughs> yeah. I also started with the USB mics. I mean, I originally had like the ones that look like a pen, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. 
I was on a rock band mic for like a year and a half, like slinging mixtapes out of right. my mama's fucking car. I I got to college and because I, I didn't really rap in high school or anything. And uh, when I got to college, you know, let my myself freak flag fly or whatever. And uh, like these people on the football team all were aware of me because I had a friend who played football and he would take all my mixtapes up there. And so like they would just want to come over and record. And it's so funny because they would get in my closet and it was like this $10 buy. It was nothing. You know, it sounds so bad. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's like, bro, I'm getting on the mic. And, uh, you know, over time I got like the Samsung mic that was $75, but still a USB mic. And then it yeah. wasn't until I quit for years and then I decided I was going to do a podcast and I was like, well, I need to upgrade some shit. So I got an audio interface and, and real microphones. And I got these condenser mics, but everyone's and now is like dynamic mics are what you need. But for years, people act like dynamic mics were the worst. So something's happened. I got a condenser mic myself. So yeah. yeah. But like I've noticed, you know, and maybe, and again, I don't think my room's treated that well. I'm in also an extra room, uh, but I don't like have sound treatment shit really. I just got one of those little like shields and it kind of works well. And I know how to mix me, you know, and that's another thing. Sometimes yeah. when you get like someone shit that they're recording in a totally different environment or something and you're like, ooh, I don't know how to that's necessarily yeah, <laughs> to do this. Uh, but and also people don't understand how much delivery plays a part. Like it's just like when you're making beats for anyone out there that does that like. Sound selection is so important. Like if you can't start with a shitty kick and then, I mean, you can't yeah, try to like doctor it up. Yeah. Right. Like it's not going to be as good to doctor it up than if you could just go find a good fucking sample, you know, and it's the same with takes on audio. Like if you can get a good take that does so much more than being like, oh, fuck it. We'll fix this later. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we're. He's like, yeah, we'll fix that in post. It's like, uh, no, the fuck we won't. You gotta, you gotta redo that. And I know I'm, I'm one of the worst at it, honestly, because I am, because I know how to mix me, you know? So it's like, I will be like, oh, this is the first take. Fuck it. And I done that to a song the other day. I just, the first take, I left it for like a week. And then finally I was like, you know what? I should probably go do a couple more takes of that. Cause I didn't even get yeah. a shot <laughs> anymore. And then I did, I went back and, and changed it. But um, I, mean, I used to like uh, like one take everything because like we would record on our phones. Like we would, I would have my phone and then, I would have somebody else's phone like playing the beat. So you only had like one take. So I would get like the hook, the intro, the bridge, and the like two verses out in one go. And that's all I ever do. And so when I got older and I actually started recording, I was in that habit. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to do this anymore. Like I'm not in the trenches. Right. See, I don't do like uh, any real punch ins. I have for there is one song on Internet Friends for it that I did do punch ins. But in like the little Wayne style where like he'll just do two lines and then he goes again. Man, I don't know how the fuck he does that shit. Right. Well, like to me, because I'm not great at mixing and I'm not in a sound treated booth and all that, like the air yeah. is different on every take. You know what I mean? And it's exactly. like, it's like something's hard to match. You can hear it, yeah. But I can, or I've pulled off lately. I'll just do multiple takes and save them. And even if I fuck up, I'm like, well, I'll just come in later and I'll get it right. And I can like pick and choose parts of different takes and ma- match it's like that a puzzle. Up. Yeah, I can f- pull that off pretty well. But as far as it like just straight punching in, I don't know. I can never do it. And because I have like I I have like a, a path I'm taking, I guess, with my energy as well throughout a verse. You know, yeah. it's like I'm not hyped the whole time, you know, so like exactly I, you're like building it up. Right. Like I rather like hype at first and it slows down or I start off slow and it builds. You know, I kind of have like something I'm trying. And uh, I think when you punch in a lot of times, you're just hyped the whole time because you're like, you're yeah. so fresh or whatever. Exactly. You're like, man, I'm going to get it good this time. And you only got to say like one line. And so you're not out of breath and all that shit. So. Right. But it, it is fun to, to mess with. Um, you know, I've really felt like uh, I've been really killing the beats lately, you know, that I've been making. And so uh, just yeah, but those beats were crazy, man. 
I had a hard time uh, picking just one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you picked a crazy one. Um, Honestly, all the hype ones are already, you know, they got snatched up. Everyone heard something yeah. kind of fun and they were like, yep, we're doing that. And which is good because the, one of the main reasons I do these collab projects is uh, I'm not very good at making hype music for myself. You know, it's kind of hard. So other people enjoy it. They want to grab a beat and start it and I can kind of finish it. That's yeah. way easier than me trying to to make that energy myself, you know. Oh, that buddy. Um, but yeah, so what kind of what's what are your music plans? Like, how long have you been? Uh, you said you've been doing this for a while, it seems. But like, how long have you been like putting things up on like spot? For me, that was like a big deal. Once I got stuff on streaming yeah. services and stuff, uh, th- that was like a different era than me just putting shit up on Dat Piff, you know? Exactly. Uh, so the journey began in like 2011 or so. Like, I got so. I grew up in like the middle of nowhere, like I said, and uh, we all just used to like rap at like the parties and shit, like at the lunch, you know, like the classic like, hip hop stories. Right? right. But I was like, I was like, damn, man, I want to like do something at my house. So I had this really awful computer that, that my mom bought. I had a rock band mic and I had audacity like everybody else, I'm sure, because it was free. And uh, yeah, we just started like like remixing everything that Aesop Rock would drop. And uh, it was, oh, dude, it was like the bars were there, but we had no fucking idea what we were doing. Uh, so we did that for like a year, two years or so, uh, sold some make safes. And then I joined the Navy. So, uh, in the Navy, it was probably like five years or so that I just didn't make any music. And I just got bored again. With it. And I was like, I was like, damn, man, I don't want to rap again. And that was in like 28, like 18 or so is when I got back into it. And uh, since then, it's been uh, it's been on the up, man. I've had a whole lot more like success than I thought I would because I just thought, you know, I was just kind of rapping for me. And then everybody else was like, yo, man, it's just actually good. And I, Word? I thought this shit was trash. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been since like 18. Yeah. That was my first upload on on actual services. But before that, I was all over like that pip and that's sad. No SoundCloud on like YouTube and all that shit. Right. Yeah. Our time frame is actually pretty close. Uh, yeah, I started, uh, let's see, I got to college and like freestyled with people like in 2007, eight, you know, somewhere around there, but I didn't record anything yeah. like really until I'm like the first mixtape I made, I think was 2009 or so. And then I quit for four or five years. And then whenever I came back, I was like, I'm going to do one more. Cause fuck it. And I thought I was way yeah. better after taking a huge break than I ever was, you know. And then uh, someone tried to sell me a beat for like two grand, and I just laughed at them. And uh, yeah, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And so after that, I was like, "Wait, y'all, you're really selling me?" So I, I'm not saying I got into it to make money, but when I was realizing like that's what people were gonna, they can make that much, and I was like, "Man, why couldn't I learn to make beats?" And so then I spent exactly, uh, you know, a couple of years get figuring that out you know to where now i think i'm pretty good at it and uh you know and i've never sold a beat for two thousand dollars i think that he was trying to to hustle me or whatever but um he had just recently sold one of some guy that was supposed to blow up who didn't of course and like he was thought he was on his way right but uh you know i'm glad i i'm glad that happened honestly in hindsight that i could make beats because now i have so much freedom and uh you know you might recognize this as a white dude in in hip-hop like i feel so weird getting on something that's like too urban you know for almost like a guest yeah Yeah, you know and like a guest at somebody's house 
and I'm not, and I don't want to disagree with that because you know, like even the greatest white rapper of Eminem, everyone loves him, you know. Like you know, he says the same thing. But like to me, it didn't. Like I was four years old watching In Living Color because we only had Fox, and I'd go around hitting people with socks saying, "Homie, don't play that." So to me, like, homie, <laughs> don't play that. I was getting influenced by hip hop culture at four years old and a semi, no, I know not the same way, but I was like, it definitely is part of me. Right. And so like for me to be like, Oh yeah, you can't reference any of this because your skin color seems kind of like backwards. Right. And so, but I, when I make my own beats and I notice I, even though I hated country music growing up, like I noticed it's like super influential to me. Like I'll get like a little twangy guitar and I'll fucking like, I love this. I can make some beats with like a twangy guitar, you know, like, so I try to lean into my quote unquote yeah. white aspects. Um, but it's, yeah, I think that was an issue for me too. Yeah. Like early on, that was an issue. Cause I was like, because I, I would just hang out like in the projects and shit with my boy, uh, Snoop and all his cousins and shit. And his, uh, the cousin, uh, Chili is like this, like local, like legend in the rap scene. Right. And I would just hang out with these guys all the time. So like, I was like, nah, man, I can't be too, too white. I got to be like these guys. So like, I wouldn't lean into the white side until I'd say like 18 when like it was cool to be a white rapper again, because like for like a long time, it was like there was a white rapper, like quote unquote, like fucking uh, like those guys like Mike Stud and like early, like uh, fuck, what's that dude saying? Like early, uh, like uh, Chris Webby. Yeah. Like this shit was kind of cringy. I and agree. then uh, I, I know people that love Chris Webby, but every time I listen to him, it just makes me cringe. Yeah, it's like so the white rapper thing has this like negative outlook. And then you got guys that are uh, guys that are white that actually rap like Mac Miller or like LP or like cats like that, that are just white that. dudes that yeah. rap. And that's what I wanted to kind of be like. I wanted to be a white dude that rapped. I don't want to be like a white rapper. Because that shit was. I since I, I don't want to be Asher Roth. <laughs> right. Well, honestly, and you can't handle Asher Asher Roth too much because I love him. But uh, he's now he's dope as fuck. But well, like that early shit, you're like I don't see, know what yeah, you're doing. Buddy. I love college. Was just so. I mean, it was a YouTube hit. That's what people were trying to do. Right. But right. even at the time, Greenhouse Effect Volume One and Two that was hosted by DJ Cannon is great, and I'll ride the, for that. Bro, the Cannon cosine was crazy. Like because all those were good, and then he came out with like Paps and Jazz, and he has a song called Little Butt. It's like a comedy song. Oh my god! Like I'm like, people just gotta dig deep. But yes, I love college is whack. I get it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there are certain. Wide I was rappers. jamming it though. I ain't gonna front. Right, right. I was jamming it. I mean, <laughs> I was in college when it came out. I mean, I was in a fraternity. Oh, yeah. I mean, people were playing that at every party. It was right. Uh, I can't act like it wasn't. <laughs> a it was a deal. moment. Right. I mean, people love that shit. So, but I he has like this new album, uh, and I I defended him on the podcast. Like, well, I gotta listen to that new the new one. And I was like, it's okay, you know? And so I kind of not as like as big of a defender. Basically, when you start making music, you just stop defending artists as much. Exactly. For some reason. You're like, I get it, man. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't know. I, exactly. There's like million, there's people on the charts right now, number one songs, like a lot of these uh, like Atlanta rappers and stuff. And I feel weird because, again, like I love Lil Wayne. And I grew up listening to people saying how like he's mumbling and he's whatever. And then like I yeah. turn into that guy. So I get how like I can't be too much of a hypocrite. But yeah, that just happens, you know, and like someone's doing like a baby voice on a song and I'm like, and I mean, they got to really have some lyrics for me to like overlook that weird voice. I don't know. And I think a rap voice is very important, but I think sometimes people are doing things for just like the shock factor. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's like, uh, it's like the online brand form. Like when, uh, like, uh, Cardi started doing the, the whole, uh, like, I don't even know what that voice is called. Like the like baby voice that he does and shit. Right. 
I, I was like, bro, this is fucking like you can't be rapping about like murdering like someone and you're doing like goo goo gaga shit. I was like, bro, this shit is big trash. But his beats are so crazy that you gotta you gotta you gotta listen to it because you want to hear the beat. So. Right, and that's what like beats are the most important thing. Like people. Are, they can argue all they want, but that is the most important thing to everyone these days. You know. Oh like, yeah, dude. If the beat is trash, but you're like rapping your ass off, like no one's gonna fucking care. Like they're gonna be like, oh sweet, whatever. Right. Well, and you mentioned that that earlier that time frame for white rappers, or it was weird to be a white rapper. Um, I got a lot of comparisons to Mac Miller, and then it made me not dislike Mac Miller because I like him. I like a lot of his songs, but I would never be like a uber fan because people were like, oh yeah, yeah you're like Mac Miller, and. I don't exactly. necessarily think I sound like Mac Miller, you know, but we have a similar look or we did, you know, at the time I'd wear like a fitted hat and I was white and kind of look like I've been doing some drugs, you know, like, I don't know. We yeah. had that look going yeah, on. Yeah, I was looking real druggy when I was in high school. Yeah. So I was getting the same, <laughs> the same type shit. And I was like, dude, I'm from the fucking, what? I'm from Louisiana. Like I had this horrible accent in high school. Like, it was even worse uh, back then because I used to live there. Yeah. So like, I was like, bro, I'm not Mac Miller. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he's from Pittsburgh. And you can understand him, like. <laughs> yeah, I was like fat country Mac Miller or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was like the methed out version of Mac Miller. That's what I was like. I didn't smoke meth. I'm just but going I, out there. I and I've mentioned too many times here. Like I liked Eminem, but I also like didn't want to be like an Uber Eminem fan because I thought that was kind of corny. And so I, I now I've come back around where I think he's great. But there are people that I do think they're just trying to sound like a version of Eminem and so like like that, NF bro right and like for whatever reason I just can't get just I'm like do your own thing but I felt oh, the same yeah. way about Action Bronson sounding like Ghostface Killer. I was like bro you're yeah. just imitating Ghostface Killer, and I do it T bro he doesn't even try to hide it anymore he's like yeah Hey, this is what I'm doing. I know. And like, I understand people have told me like, man, you would love his sh TV shows. And like, he's so funny, but I just can't get on it. Cause I loved Ghostface Killer when I was younger. And so I was like, I yeah. don't know. I can't get behind this shit. And also I like, I like him more as like a, uh, of a TV show guy. Cause his rap shit, I was just like, nah, man, I can't, it just didn't do it for me, but he's fucking hilarious. But like that, uh, TV show he's got, uh, fuck that's delicious. Yeah, I, need to, I love cooking. So I guess I need to. Yeah, but that shit is fire, dude. Man, I was gonna mention about some other fucking rappers, but you know, it's pot. Oh, I'm with it, man. I'm uh, very uh, in tune with the with the rap world. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been like a, trying to like. Who are some modern rappers you like? Like a couple I really enjoy. I listen to Code of the Friend way too much, and people now listen to my new music that I have out that have gotten some early listens, and they're like, "Yeah, bro, you got to quit listening to Code of the Friend because everything you make is starting to sound like <laughs> it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I also really love Cal Scrubby. He's probably my white rapper of the moment. I just think he's uh oh man i don't right. even know who that is bro and um i mean he makes the top of what rapper music i'm down with for whatever reason uh oh, i'm asleep on that then yes yeah, so, so check him out it's scrubby or scrooby i don't know how the fuck you pronounce it but uh oh, word very good okay. and, uh so them two are like really the two i i fuck with and then uh you know there's like amir van as someone who comes to my playlist a lot yeah some other random people yep. like that uh but the ones that are like really popular i don't necessarily fuck with but like are there any just rappers that you you ride for these days oh yeah man as like i'll defend russ like it's my job i ain't gonna front bro i don't i'll be honest i i have the utah freestyle uh, on my go-to playlist because i thought that song was good and i enjoyed every like i've seen him on twitter and i enjoy everything i see him tweet and i like his attitude and to my knowledge he's just like an independent artist that done it on his own which is i think the dream yeah. right so that's cool yeah, but yeah. he seems to be the most divisive person. Like people rather love him or hate him to like a crazy degree. 
bro. And you know why it is, bro? It's because uh, he didn't fucking like he doesn't do the whole like industry like game, I guess. Like he called Metro Boomin uh, uh, trash as fuck. And and the internet was like, dog, what? And he's like, no, nah, it's fucking trash. He just loops the same beat. And the internet went crazy, bro. Like you would have thought he like killed Metro Boomin's fucking dog, dude. I mean, I as a producer, I agree. I don't. I think Metro Boomin's overrated. I understand he's yeah. been very successful, but I do when I hear those type of beats, and that's something. It's not really against Metro Boomin, but there are plenty of producers that they just put out the same beat every day with a slightly yeah. different loop, same eight oh eight pattern, Sandra, and it's because they're copying that style. And I exactly. personally don't like it. Now I understand some people love it and they hear my beats and they say your beats are trash and what I mean it's whatever. But yes, I agree with right. Um I'm I mean, I mean like I'll ride the like I mean, cause from the south, like all my like guilty like uh pleasures, like I'm a big fan of little baby. Uh I didn't want to like him at all when I first heard him because I was like, nah, I mean, this is another Wayne like knockoff. Like I don't want to get into this shit. But then once you get past the fucking same Metro Woman beat. Uh, that motherfucker's rapping, bro. So I like uh, I like little baby. Uh, I'm a big young boy fan, but that is that you know that comes with the like territory in Louisiana. So I can't like not like him, you know. Right. The only uh, exposure I've really had to NBA Young Boy, uh, or the first exposure I had was my wife has a friend, and they were fostering this kid who was like a teenager, and he yeah. was obsessed with him the way I was obsessed with Little Wayne. And so I bro, was they like, love it, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like well, he has to be crazy. Good. And I went and listened to a few songs and I was like, oh, this is just not for me. You know, I'm just too old, I guess. Oh, it's um, definitely not for us. <laughs> no. yeah. But I feel that way about um, Tokyo's Revenge. I listened yeah. to it and the whole time I'm like, I'm too old to listen to this, but I, I yep. love it. I think it's great. <laughs> so uh, I mean, it rise. Uh, yeah. My little sister's really into like all the the real like like real trap shit and she's like a fucking 19 year old white girl so it's hilarious to, like she'll like put me on game to like these real hood dudes bro like uh that cat from like jacksonville uh uh fulio yeah makes like jacksonville like uh but drill music about murdering people and she's with it and i'm like bro how, why do you know this like <laughs> this is not your content <laughs> he didn't make this with you in mind Right. So it's just weird to see it. Drill music is another one I wish I enjoyed as a producer because I know it's very popular, but I just don't. I just don't love it. Yeah. So <laughs> I was into the first like wave of like drill music, like when it like first really hit in like 2012 or 13, when like Lakeith and like Dirk and right all these uh, Chicago guys. But like this like new wave, like uh, uh pop smoke, like this like New York wave, I kind of fuck with. But like I don't know, man. It just don't do it for me. Yeah, I just don't. I don't love the beats. I mean, just something about the beats to me. I don't know what it is. You know, it's hard for me to explain it. It um, just sounds all sound here. the same. Also, like yeah. they all have the same drum pattern. And um, I don't know. Uh, a rapper I really enjoy is Claremont the second. And I don't really necessarily know why, uh, but he is also one that pops up. I'm just looking at my list here of people on my shit. So I've come across just random guys. You're like, yeah, I guess I fuck with these people. But uh, yeah, it's just different. Um, like in Run the Jewels, I used to like be real ride or die for Run the Jewels to mention LP earlier. And yeah, every album, it's just worse, you know, is how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, it's like, let's say, like, like found their wave. They just beat it into the ground and right. they're like, all right, man, like yeah. it's done. Like it's over. I think Run the Jewels 2 is the, the peak. Uh, and then I think, oh, yeah. After that. Which maybe, oh, that's yeah. Just how it goes. I mean, I think the same about, uh, I mean, the Carter. I think the Carter 2 is the best. Of the Carters and people, and I know Carter a lot of people. Three, 
my shit, dog. I mean, I love the Carter three as well, but and it's because just I was the Carter two came out my senior year of high school, I believe. I looked this up the other day to be like my junior senior year, and so I, I mean, I was riding around in my truck listening to Carter two, you know, like yeah. hustler music, and like I don't know, it just there was something about it. Uh, now, of course, well, I was Carter like that. It was great. I was like that with the uh, Carter four because I'm a little. I'm a little bit younger, right? So uh, Carter Four drops August 29th, 2011. I remember it because it was crazy because he had the like uh, sorry for the uh, sorry for the wait uh, yeah. dropped, and he was like August 29th, like over and over and over. So I'm getting hyped for like two months for August 29th. Day comes, we uh, skip school, wait in line for like two hours at a Target that was like an hour and a half away. It was lit, dude. So the Carter Four is up there for me too, but not necessarily like for the music. Uh, for the whole like leading up and then the vibe once it dropped was crazy well, six foot seven foot was the thing huge. is the mixtapes and it's hard for people to probably get now and mixtapes will never be big again i'm sure but the mixtapes were better than the albums and man what <laughs> sorry for the way it was crazy yeah uh, i i still say no ceilings i think is the best mixtape of all time and um I know. I mean, you can argue, of course, so there's the drought series. I mean, there's a lot of them that are great, but I remember it's either that or the drought three. Yeah. yeah it's either no cylinder or the drought three. Yeah. I was like I said, because I just mentioned when I was in a senior. So when I was in college was really when all the, these great legendary mixtapes were starting to come out. And I even love squad up. Wayne is actually my favorite era. Like I love those oh. squad up tapes. I love hearing him rip the paper, you know, and he just, and it was like 10,000 bars freestyle. Yeah. yeah. It was like the last time he wrote anything. And, uh, I don't yeah. know. I thought it was great. I loved him. And, uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, the No Ceilings came out. And I just remember my best friend also loved it. So we would just ride around fucking the parties and shit, you know, and No Ceilings would come out. And that on one was like, crazy, oh. too, because he had just dropped that fucking uh, documentary, too. So in the documentary, like he's finishing up with yeah. Carter three and he's Brown making No Ceilings. Maybe. Yeah, bro. I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like, Yeah. And that's another thing is I uh, mentioned the Neil Brown story. And I think on the last episode of Snappy, I mentioned bum fights, which was a big deal when I was in high school. And there was yeah, like, yeah. there used to be a time before YouTube where like you just downloaded movies and like, yeah, they were just ran so, like, on the PS3. <laughs> so it was like all the beef series. Like I was obsessed with beef one, beef two and beef three. And it just went, went through all the rap beefs throughout rap history. And then it kind of yeah. gave both uh, sides and you would like, was no fire. yeah. And you would like kind of choose what side you were on. And I would feel that way forever. You know, like I remember I liked a little flip a lot, but once TI came out with that, like 99 problems, little flip ain't one. Yes, you like sir. couldn't be on little flip side anymore. No, like, it, it was it wasn't so cool. good. <laughs> you couldn't do it. And then, Ludacris and T.I. are on that Young Buck song, and like that's like a mini beef, but it was like, oh, you still. Dude, how good is Young Buck, bro? Like, I, I'm a big Buck fan. I was a big like, G Unit fan, and and I heard Buck because it was cool to hear like this uh, Southern dude rapping with all these grimy like New York guys. So I was like, yo, Young Buck is my guy. Right. So, well, I've been hated on a little bit because I'm not the biggest New York uh, hip hop fan, and uh, I but I did love G Unit, like because it was that mixtape era, you know. And I remember hearing Wangsta. I felt like I heard Wangsta before I ever heard uh, the birthday song, you know, or whatever. And what a banger, dude. And I remember to my cousin, the same one that loved Cash Money, like he was downloading, you know, uh, these 50 Cent mixtapes. And I was like, this is just great. And then all these fucking white country motherfuckers I grew up with are just driving around uh, listening to, you Man, know, I'm, Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> you know, my daddy like bought me uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. And, and he was a rap fan, but like a, a Houston rap fan because he had a big uh, yeah. system and shit. And so he would just like beat the block down, like the basin and shit. But he bought this, uh, like, you're what you're not trying for me. And I heard, uh, I heard fucking uh, many men. 
And I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? And my daddy's like, oh, yeah, this is that shit, son. So ever since then, I think that's pretty – like him and Jay-Z are the only two real like New York cats that I really fuck with. And I guess Nas, but that's that's really it, bro. Yeah, I I, mean, I agree with all of them and then Biggie. I, I, I loved Biggie. And uh, Biggie. Compared I forget to, where Biggie's even from. He's so like global. Right. And then when I look into it, um, I don't hate A Tribe Called Quest and I don't hate uh, – Wu-Tang, I guess, you know, but in general, for whatever reason, I yeah. just think New York overplays it shit. I'm like, dude, where I'm from and kind of you, we love Houston shit here. And then also oh, the yeah, West bro. Coast was like more influential in a way, you know, and I just think people on the East Coast, they I think they just miss. They don't understand how just, the whole rest of the country feels, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it was just like the East Coast was always on some like murder, murder, kill shit in the wintertime. And it's like, bro, that's cool to make like it is. But like. Are you are y'all just never happy? Like you just you ain't got no happy songs, you right. know? Like when you're in junior high and you're just a horny little kid, you want to hear fucking five oh four boys. Like I remember Man. walking around in track meets with my Walkman listening and I can tell you wanna fuck. You're right. And you but you're like for some reason listening to like these dirty fucking rap songs at a track meet. I don't know why that sticks yeah. out to me so much. <laughs> oh yeah, bro, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it was a good time. It's good times for sure. Uh, well, what do you, what's your music plans for the future? You got any stuff coming out soon? Uh, yeah. So shit, uh, I've just dropped an, a, a joint album with fucking, uh, making beats, uh, like pretty, pretty well-known guy in the whole, uh, Twitter verse, I guess. Uh, I dropped that last weekend. Uh, that's doing much better. Cause he's got so many followers on, he's got like multiple accounts. Like he's been around for a minute. So he's got all these, uh, all this reach. So uh, that album's doing a whole lot better than I thought it ever would. So I'm going to keep uh, pushing that. Uh, I just dropped a, uh, a single this week, too, and a video. I'm out here, dog. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I want to do like a, uh, a country rap type album of just to see if I can do it. Because I got this guy that hit me up that makes a bunch of these like country rap beats for like uh, like, uh, like Broadnecks and the cats like that, Adam Calhoun and shit. And I was like... I think I want to do a country rap tape just to see if I can, if I can do it. Cause I just did this whole, uh, but trap album and I've, and I've done a, uh, like, uh, like boom bap, like chopper style, like type shit. So I want to see if I can do some country rap shit, man. See if I can do that. Yeah. So. I've definitely debated that myself. Um, I'm really good. I don't know if good's the right word, but I have an ability to freestyle country songs or I just like sitting around like, don't know what the beat, but like, you you kind of you're beatboxing a country song and you can kind of sing some dumb yeah. shit right because like I grew up with my dad not a hip hop fan at all like everyone in my family hates hip hop but uh, he would be the top really? that he's just gonna sing to me across the house some country song but he's gonna put my name in it you know yeah so it'll be yeah like, but my dad does that shit too yeah yeah. Uh, and, yeah and it was always like really funny um and and he's really country but it'd be like uh, Aaron pop top again you know and you're like what the <laughs> shut the fuck up but like that just how it goes right and it was like being real embarrassing when i was young but now i think it's kind of funny but i so i think through that and through his love of country music i had you have this like i've heard it so much that i can kind of pull it off here and there and uh i've definitely i really been, like country man i just can't sing so right i gotta do the country rap like if i could i could probably write a, a really good like country song but I couldn't sing the motherfucker. I'd have to get somebody to sing it. See, I don't know if I, I don't, I've always said I can't actually sing, but I can imitate pretty well. So like if I can imagine it being sung by someone, you know, I can maybe like do an imitation yeah. in a voice of that or whatever. So maybe pull it off. 
but uh, it's definitely something I've debated. I've made a few beats where have they have a country twinge to them, but I've never like sat yeah. down to really be like, but what does a country beat sound like these days? Because they, when you hear a country, it's song, all just, it's, yeah. it's the exact same. I mean, I can hear it. It's got like, 808s in it. Yeah. I'm like, I can make this. Like, I mean, I just think that all the time. And uh, mentioning 808s, I've moved away from 808s a lot of way because I'm not as good with them for whatever reason. Yeah. And once I did that for any producers out there and I leaned into like, I love bass guitars, really. That noise sounds a lot better to me. It, that's when everyone started being like, oh, dude, your beats are great. It's whenever I quit trying to force 808s. Now, I still use them every really? once in a while. Whenever like the beat really calls for it, uh, but when I was just trying to throw it on everything because that that seemed like the expectation, like you had to do that. Uh, exactly, it, it just didn't always work. But ever since I leaned into some basses, um, you know, I have a couple different virtual instruments. They just sound so good, you know. And I just throw them on all kinds of shit, and I'm like, fuck, I love a good good ass bass guitar. So, I mean, I would I would really like to get in and like making beats, but like. I'm kind of afraid to like get into it because I'm already like, like so deep in like the, the audio engineering and like recording myself and like editing videos and like running ads and shit. And I'm in the Navy still. So like, I don't have enough time in the day. It feels like to, yeah. like, to really learn the, uh, the craft the way that I want to, because I wouldn't want to do like some half ass shit. You know? I feel the same way about videos. Um, you know, I don't do any videos and some people are like, but why don't you? And I'll, here's the thing is some of y'all out there, y'all, and I'm not speaking to you exactly, P Money. I mean, I know you do make yeah. videos or kind of like this, but you know, y'all they they'll just talk to a camera, right? And they're just talking, and they don't sound like there's nothing entertaining about it at all. And I think that yeah, does, right. right. I think that does worse for you than just not making one at all. And so, like, I do Agreed. this podcast. And I think this helps for people that like me. They hear me, and they kind of get to know my personality, and that makes them like my song. So I get the idea you're doing the same thing on a video, but I just think with a video because it is so saturated, you have to stand out in some way, and that. That's where I would want to like really do a good job with this. Like I would love to learn animation because I can draw a little bit and I think I could learn it. But I'm like, dude, I do all these podcasts and I make so many beats and I'm rapping. Like, when the fuck am I yeah. gonna learn animation? You know? So I exactly, understand it. bro. <laughs> understand it completely. Exactly. But I will say And I would like to get better with the videos, but like again, like that's like the, it's a whole nother world. And right. like I can do a little bit, like I can make it look you know, I can match my song with my words in a video. And that's half the battle, really, because there's a lot of cats out here that's like running around uh, lip syncing and they're just lip syncing their own songs and they look ridiculous. So, yeah, but that's a whole other world, man. And I don't got time right now. So, right. It's not to wait. But if, if, yeah, if people are wondering how to know how I made beats. I took a week off work. Um a few years ago and I spent that whole week watching YouTube videos and I watched about 70 hours of YouTube and uh, I had a cracked version of FL studio. I now have bought it since then, you know, because uh, that's what I do. I got like the most expensive fucking one. Um, But I had a cracked version of it and I watched all these busy works beats. And now he's kind of like made fun of in the producer community in a way because he's so slow and it's kind of like basic trap beats. Like, I don't know. There's nothing real special about it, you know, but because it is so slow, like the first you can watch one that's like fundamentals, a five, yeah. yeah, it's like a five part course of just making one beat, you know. And I just followed along. I had it on one computer pulled up his video, and then on the other one I had my FL Studio, and I just followed along with it. I was, I was just basically remaking the beats he made, and I'd done that for months, you know. I wasn't making anything. My really? I was just remaking the. I was following along to YouTube videos. And, and because certain stuff sticks after a while, you know, you just like start remembering yeah. things. And then um, after a while, I was like, oh, I'll make a few myself. I've spent about a year not even at all understanding 
like uh, root notes of basses or making things in scale and key and all that. Like I just didn't care. Right. And you know, and that's the thing you get on these the internet and people are like music theory is not important, and they'll get it in your music head. Theory. And, you know that buzzwords, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll start saying shit, you know. And you like believe one guy, and then all of a sudden you watch another video, then a guy says something else. You try that, and you're like, wait a minute, this is bad, you know. So I spent years really just doing the YouTube videos, and then eventually, yeah. you, you get out of the ones that are like holding your hands, and then you move on to ones like Bass Gutter, who's super funny, but he's he's it's like really quick. So you're watching these like really right. like ten minute videos of him just like putting together a beat, and then Simon Servita I thought was great at the time because he's like so good on piano. But I'm never gonna do what he does. But you're just kind of watching right. him, you know. And then slowly you like pick up tips. And then I will say I haven't watched a YouTube video in over a year on making beats because eventually I felt my beats were better than theirs, you know, or whatever. I felt right. like I didn't need these tips or I could do this or, you know. And like right now after this, I could probably get like a beat a decent ish beat up and going in like 10 minutes, you know, it wouldn't be a, that big of a deal. So like you just start to kind of like really, uh, it snowballs, you know, your, your skills and shit. And so now I'm like a machine almost. Right. And now I feel like I don't make enough beats. Cause I used to make a lot more beats in a week than I do now. Uh, but whenever I do it, like it flows pretty naturally, you know, it's like I have the creative energy. That's what's to do up, it. Man. So yeah, it is cool. I, uh, I'm going to try to make some country beats. You know, if I make a good one, I'll send it your way. Send it my way, buddy. I'll break out the banjo. Hell yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know how to play banjo. Yeah. I mean, let's, they have uh, an FL. Studio. They got this thing called flex, which I think is the most slept on plugin. It's basically like any of these other uh, instrument things that just have all these melody sounds, but they got everything. They got a banjo. Uh, they got a um, God damn it. What's those other little steel guitars? They have a certain name, but yeah, I, I always fuck around with these little country ass noises because it's fun, you know. Oh, the uh, the uh, Dubro, maybe, or so, the one that you actually like, like put in your lap and play. I think that I think it's the, the lap one, whatever the fuck that is. I think that's just called a uh, steel guitar. Could be, could be. Oh, dang. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, making beats, man, it's a good thing. I would, I recommend a lot of people to do it, but then again, don't just buy beats for me. You know, it's like a. Catch twenty two. Little shameless plug there. Yeah, yeah. It's like if y'all don't want to learn how, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, y'all should check out my beat story. Uh, but I do <laughs> Drop think the beats are as as a creative person. Um, there, it's it's fun. You know, it is really fun. I mean, I'm the same with I make all my own cover art. You know, like I yeah, I I've been getting into the fun. cover art. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I like being in control of all of it, but some people don't. Some people just want to make the music and. And I do get yeah. that in a lot of ways. Um, but I have evolved to the point, like, I'm like, I have to make sure I have a canvas for my Spotify, you know, like a little video that plays behind the song. I mean, they let you do it. You might as well make one, you know, and I got kind of get into all that stuff too. I mean, that's the best way to be, bro. Like uh, self-sufficient is the uh, key out here. Cause you never know like, who's going to end up just fucking you over in the long run anyway. So you might as well just do it yourself. Right. Well, and I, that's all I learned how to make. Right. And that's why it's fun to like I said, make your own beats and stuff. Um, you know, there's certain people that they're cool with doing splits and there's certain people that aren't and all that. And I understand when someone's like, hey, I can't afford a $50 beat, um, you know, because I'm not going to make $50 on that song. I totally understand that. You know, I think that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and I think anyone that preaches opposite are just trying to swindle you out of money. You know, some people are like, you exactly. just got to invest or blah, blah. No, man, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I fucking it. hate. <laughs> yeah, like I hate these cats on the internet that like that like I uh, just got like up and running right. They got a couple of like placements with some uh, bigger names, and now they're like trying to like sell you a marketing class 
or like a master class. Like, bro, two months ago, you were like, like right where I'm at. And now I'm supposed to believe you're some fucking master that I got to give you like 350 bucks for your fucking month long class. Like the shit is whack, dude. Right. Well, a lot of these things, um, like, I mean, even my numbers to a certain, I know they're not all real people. They're like, I got on playlists and certain playlists have people that, you know, listen exactly. on repeat or do whatever. And that's fine. But I don't let that go to my head to go around and start preaching to people about shit. You know, but right. there are certain people that they like, they make the facade and then they use that facade to like preach at people. And you're like, shit. This shit is weird, up. bro. Like, <laughs> nobody asked you. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're just like, yo, you want to learn my secrets? No, motherfucker. Nobody wants to learn your secrets because you don't have any secrets. You did the same thing everybody else did. You just got a placement league. Right. It's well, bound to happen, you know? Right, exactly. And I, to me, it's what's way more important is if some fucking stranger was listening to your music, not all these people on Twitter. And I mean, I appreciate, again, everyone that listens on Twitter. I'm not trying to hit on that. I'm just saying, like, me looking at a number of how many monthly listeners I have is cool. But whenever you see, like, some of the towns, you're like, well, is someone in fucking Barcelona really listening to? Probably not. But, like, exactly, if someone hit me up on a DM and they're like, hey, bro, I fucking love this song and it's great. You know, like, that's always dope. That's like, that's a real person, you know? And yeah. so it, you just got to have, it's, I think, different expectations and you can't let other shit go to your head. And I don't know. Then again, so it's crazy you, you said that. <laughs> I was some dude, like, uh, yesterday. At, least, at like 2 a.m., I, I was up. I I just got done mixing this song and like uh, like playing Halo. And this guy fucking hit me up and he's like, he's like, hey man, I found your uh, your music on this uh, like TikTok fucking hashtag. I really like your shit, blah blah. And he wrote like a lot of shit. Uh, it was like, what was that dude's name? At like heavy, at heavy something. But he runs like this uh, uh like uh, it's like a review type thing. Mm-hmm. And he and he wrote this long like paragraph and shit. And I was like, dog, you feel me for my hashtag? I was like, that's cool as fuck, bro. All these ads I'm running and the hashtag is what fucking gets it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's Weird. important stuff to know. Like, I do very little promo or ads or any hashtags, really. I used to do hashtags on Instagram, but then their algorithm broke and I just gave up. Um, exactly. But With yeah. TikTok, bro, hashtags are crazy on uh, TikTok. I need to do more to I, I upload some beat videos, uh, you know, when I put up beats, I try to do like, you know, some of my songs, but I get copyright struck on my own songs. And so I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing wrong. Uh, yeah, that happened to me on fucking YouTube. I got an email from United Masters about it, it was like owner Peyton, uh, Peyton Long. Right. And I'm like, bro, that's fucking me. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's and it's so weird. Apparently, YouTube, uh, they're circumnavigating the law like they actually can't legally do that for instance on the i used to put up this podcast on youtube back when it was me and my homie powwow uh, the first 30 something episodes are up on youtube but no one ever listened so i eventually took it down but on one of them i played uh i'd done a six foot seven foot like freestyle verse back in the day that we liked so i played it and that one got claimed by cash money and then yeah. all it did was put ads in that episode that went to cash money right which yeah. i was fine with i didn't care but when you look into it, that's like illegal. Like they can't do that. Like they have to legally take it down, you know, but YouTube's the side of themselves. Like we'll make a new law and we'll just do this and everyone will be happy. That's crazy. And I'm not like reinventing the wheel. Right. And I'm not saying it isn't better. I mean, it kind of, it makes sense. I get it. But the fact that like, that's nowhere, right? Like they just did it. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And then like everyone just kind of goes with it. So. All right. Well, if YouTube said it, it's gotta be fucking. Yeah. Cause I came up like doing a bunch of like, like, I think I dropped like 20 something remix videos uh, last year, right? Because uh, my album was done. I was waiting on a couple of uh, the features 
uh, shameless plug. I was waiting on uh, JL from uh, Strange Music. I was waiting on his verse. So uh, we did all these fucking remixes, and like every other one would get hit with a fucking uh, copyright, and they would just like throw an ad on it, or they would like like cut out certain parts of the song, but they would leave the rest of it. It was it was fucking weird. Uh, right out of this podcast will come out on Facebook and then like the music episodes come out and my songs and some other people's, they'll just mute out when we play those, but other people's, it doesn't. So I'm in one part, I'm like, cool that they're protecting me and all uh, my music, but also how do I uncheck that box to where like, I don't care if people play it, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because all it does is like hold you back because like, if you're like one of these guys that like gets online and like plays the call of duty for like eight hours and then you're there, uh, got your, uh, shit on in the background. And now you just got that whole dude's uh, channel fucked up. I don't know, man. It's all weird. Yeah. Need, need to work on it. And if I ever cancel this podcast, I'm probably going over to Twitch and, uh, going to figure out how to convert this to a yeah. Twitch shit. But I've been like trying to get my wife on Twitch. Cause like, she's crazy good at like video game and shit, but like, I don't really know how to fuck to do it on a console, so <laughs> I'm still learning that. So you got an Xbox or PlayStation? I got, I got an Xbox. So like she runs the Xbox. So. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a camera you buy for it. I mean, that's how the place you can buy a PlayStation camera, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you run it or whatever. I I tried to stream some stuff on the PS4, and I'm just like, you know, I don't know. It just wasn't. I love video it games. Weird. I'm just not the like talk to you about it while I'm yeah, doing. That's it. what she does. Like she just like. It's like, I don't know what I would say. Like, I'm just, I'm just in here yelling fuck and like playing the game. Like, that's what it is. Well, <laughs> if you're a female, uh, and I don't know her anatomy, but if she has cleavage, uh, I think you can Big make a facts, lot of money. Dog. You can make a it's lot of easy, money playing man. video games. Yeah, with cleavage. Easy money out there, dog. Right. Uh, I mean, that's like a lot of people are hating on OnlyFans. And I was like, geez, I don't know. If someone give me money for it. I would man, what? If I had titties, I'd be on OnlyFans. I ain't even lying. Right. I think it's crazy. Everyone's hating. Like, we all rap. We want money for exactly. <laughs> we're gonna judge people. Nobody wants to hear us. <laughs> yeah, like we're forcing um, it on people, and then yeah, it's very odd. Uh, but I do get because being a producer, I think, and, and a rapper, I do definitely get the the DMs from the only fan. Like sign up for this, and I and I never have, and so I feel bad because I'm also like soliciting my services. But I'm like, you're just your like, email blast in the same way they are. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't. You're not. I'm not the target audience. I don't think you're wanting. You know, I'm not gonna spend money on that. Uh, you just uh, send your link back. You're like, if you yeah. buy a beat, I might fucking see what's up. Yeah, uh, we'll do a one for one. <laughs> That's deal. funny. Well, uh, so when did you say, I'm, I know I asked earlier about music, but did you mention a date or any time frame for new stuff coming out? Let's see. Uh, I got a uh, single drop in on the 9th of next month. Uh, and then uh, like, like B. Lucas actually has uh, his long awaited album. I say long awaited. Cause it was, it was like crazy because we moved uh, in between like recording uh, that album and then the long nights album that dropped in October. So we moved from uh, Jacksonville up here to like Northern, uh, uh, Northern like, VA. So the like, time frame got all like fucked up, man. But uh, so he's finally dropping, I think he said the 11th of like, February, no, the uh, 16th of February. So like a week after my uh, single drops, uh, his album would drop. So uh, we got those in the uh, pipeline. And I probably got like eight or nine uh, singles just like sitting around with my cover art already made and shit. So we'll probably just keep dropping until, you know, we run out of music and then we'll start over again. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, 
I hate dropping singles myself, but I know that is the wave. And if people can, if y'all can, I don't like it either, man. But yeah, it's just yeah. so hard for me to. I just hate sharing links and promoing and all that, you know. And so if I can just and do it's it like once every other album, week, you got to redo it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, right now, Internet Friends Four. I, I tweeted about so yeah, I thought it would be done pretty quick, but I don't really know. Uh, I've given everyone till the end of February to get their stuff in. We have 13 songs done. I mean, I could put out an album right now. It's 13 songs, and it's pretty yeah. good. I enjoy it. But uh, there's four other people who have beats out that claim they're going to get it back to me. So I'm waiting on them to get them like at the end of February. And then there's a couple other people who claim they still were going to pick a beat. Um, I hope that that's happens, crazy, man. You know, but uh, I got to put a date at some point in time, you know. Um, and then yeah. I have this solo project I'm kind of working on. And uh, it's not solo because I have features on it. But, you know, it's not like a whole collab album. Right, right. And I thought that one would be out. Well, I thought I would maybe get Internet Friends for it like in April or May and then that one maybe later in the year. But it's really coming along pretty quickly. And I feel like maybe it'll come out for I don't know. You know, I don't really know exactly my plans at the moment, but I'm I've really enjoyed all my new stuff. Like I said, it sounds very code of the friendish and it's basically like lounge music or whatever. Like I'm just freestyling yeah. books. Um, which is cool because I started off as freestyling and I haven't done it much lately, but I just kind of listen to the beat. I freestyle a hook and then uh, I do a bunch of layers of it, which is something else I rarely do. And uh, I can't sing, but you do enough layers and you kind of give that imitation. It sounds, to it. It, yeah, <laughs> and, sounds all right. Right. And uh, then I go back after the fact. I'm like, all right, let's write a verse to goes along with this fucking hook I made. And uh, yeah. with that method, it's been pretty fun. I mean, I mean, it's one of the more fun albums I've had. Um, but after that, I feel like I need to make something that's like totally different than that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at, man. Cause like, I don't know. I just don't ever want to get like uh, uh, bored. Like, I don't see, like, I see some of these cats that are like in their like late 40s that are like still doing the same uh, boom bap beats. And I'm like, dog, you've been doing like boom bap since like 1994. Like, you don't get tired of the boom bap. You don't get tired of like 92 BPM. Like, at this thing. Right. To me, that's I can't do it, man. It's more of I mean, you can go boom bap, but you could go different speeds and styles. You know, yeah, I agree with you. I think the thing that annoys me, and it's because also I'm biased towards liking what I do. You know, I like to do a different flow every song. You know, and my voice is slightly different or whatever. I don't like doing the same flow every song. And a lot of people like every single song they are doing the exact same speed and flow. And I'm like like, the baby, bro, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. And I don't know. I mean, I like, I think he's an interesting person. Um, you know, his whole story. I'm not like one of these people that are trying to cancel him or anything, but uh, his beat choices were so bad and so repetitive. And I think a lot of it's times, all Jetson. Yeah. He just goes to like Jetson and is like, yo, like remake Suge for the fucking 18th time. Yeah. It just wasn't my shit. You know, not to hate on that producer, but I just, I listened to it. And I was like, I'll hate on him, bro. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know how hard it is, you know, and you got to have your sound and shit, but like, and if someone's going to buy them, we can do not sell them the beats. I get it. Uh, but yeah. it is like, in some way, I'm like, I just don't get how like mainstream liked that, you know, like how that was like, they're like, hell yeah. And I know attitude 808s is a big argument and shit on the thing, but like yeah. when, when you're a producer on the real, there is a time before you might know about that and you're, you don't hear it. But as soon as you're educated about it and you understand it, it is so obvious and it's so like, oh, God, that sounds horrible. Like, I mean, you that is your reaction if you really know what's up. So, like, yeah. anyone to argue differently is annoying to me. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't know, man, the way these guys get really uh, like up, 
like in the mainstream is like once you get like the like 14 year old to like 16 year old like white kids in like uh suburban america like once they think you're cool bro you're on the rocket ship dude like you're right. you're gonna take off well it's just like and uh, that's what happened i've never listened to travis scott right uh, i listened to one travis scott song ever back in the day i thought it was a group because of the travis porter or whatever right like i was so confused yeah i used to be really confused about it all and I, I don't watch the Kardashians. So I'm just unaware of all that. Right. And then they hit the Astro World shit happens. And I'm like, he has how many fans? What? And like, yeah. you know, he has like this McDonald thing. And you're like, and they're people that I'm not hating again because I was a young white kid loving rap music. But it's I feel yeah. like it's different now because it is pop music. And when we were coming up, it was, but it was still not quite, you know, like I got called 100%. like a wigger often growing up you know yep, like yep. That, that was a thing where i don't think you hear that at all anymore you know now so, no uh but yeah i mean there is like a whole demographic that these people are reaching that you're like oh i didn't i forget you know i just forget about and this. they nail it every time like i don't know who runs these like marketing uh, uh, for these like big labels and shit but they fucking nail it every time they like send one of these like, cats out and uh it's i mean it's impressive to watch really but annoying because like that's not me, <laughs> you know. Right. Like, I want this money, damn it. <laughs> I want, I want an astral world, or the album, like not the fucking concert, right? But then you hear these horror yeah. stories as well of like, you know. So I don't know Travis Scott specifically, but certain people that they actually don't have as much money as you think because it's because it is all a machine, right? That gets on there and stuff. And you're like, wait, if they're just yeah. performing and not getting all the accolades and money then i don't know if i would want that you know and so then that kind of exactly. gets you back on like you mentioned russ earlier you know like he seems like he owns all of it Bro, everything he's everything doing. that yeah. shit is crazy like like he owns like what they want and like what they win like six times platinum like how bro you know how much fucking money that is that's crazy. and he just owns it outright because he made the beat like he owns every part of it. so that shit is crazy to me yeah it's very cool and um even if he didn't make the beat he seems like he'd be the top that would uh at least get fair splits, you know? Oh yeah. So that goes a long way. I would hope so. Anyway, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about him. Like he's, I'm talking, I'm talking about him. Like he's my best friend. Like I could just like call oh, him dude, up. But trust me. I know Russ. Okay. Uh, it's like, dude, uh, let me tell you how it is. But, uh, like I said, I defend Russ. Like it's my job. I read his book and everything. I'm a fan. Well, there you go. I mean, if you're reading books, I mean, you might love reading, but, I'm not a big reader myself. Uh, so if I it's, read a book, it's a yeah, it's a hassle. Like I don't go out of my way to do it, but once like I get wind of something that's cool, I'll be like, well, let me like check it out, and then you like dive into it, and you're like, holy shit, I love this book. Right. So I I am trying really hard to mentally get back into it. Um, that yeah. five year break I took not doing music, I did get into reading for the first time in my life, and I felt like that led to me being better at writing and all that because yeah i was reading you know all the time and i have not been uh i haven't been reading since i've started making beats basically like it took that time out of you know i don't have yeah. time anymore but i all the time I'm like fuck i gotta i have all these books that i bought back when i was reading that i need to finish and then i can move on and get some new books um but i read a lot about like uh you know i read a lot about like uh with drug culture and like fucking like plants and shit so like like drug plants that you wouldn't know. Right. I got really into like uh, Michael like Pollan is this guy that he writes books about about drugs and plants and I. His uh, last name is Pollan and he writes about plants. Doesn't seem like a real it's name. It's mint, bro. It is mint. He's like this seven year old dude that's been writing forever. But uh, uh, yeah, I got really into his shit and now I read about coffee plants and in fucking Indonesia and shit. You know, like kratom and shit. 
I got really into it. Yeah, I've heard uh, for years about Kratom, um, but it, a bunch of ex-tweakers would drink it. So I felt like it was like, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't seem like my So thing. <laughs> it can definitely get a bad rap. Like if you like if you treat it like a drug, it's going to act like a drug. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you drink like coffee all day, every day, it's going to have some side effects. You know what I'm saying? But if you just if you just use it like it was intended to, then, you know, it's a it's a yeah, like good thing. But if you. uh if you treat it like drugs, it's going to treat you like a junkie. So right. I know my wife, she went to uh, South America when she was in college for like a month and everyone just chews cocoa leaves everywhere, you know, like it's a gun. Yeah. And then she was like, it was great, you know, and then you come here and they, if you tell someone that they're like, you did drugs, she's like, no, you like chew this leaf. <laughs> like it's just, so you're a crackhead. Right. What do you mean? It's like, no, that's not what I said. Yeah. So it is. I mean, it's culturally just so different in other places. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been overseas a lot, like the like Europe and and different like Middle Eastern like the countries and shit. And uh the way they treat like tobacco over there is like as it's, it's everywhere. Like everybody's got a pipe or like a fucking hookah and all this shit. And then you get back here and it's so I mean it is awful. I'm not like saying that it's a good thing, but it's uh just uh it's completely different over there because it's just like an accepted like part. Like if you want to do it, do it. Cool. But if you do it over here, it's like, oh my god, you're I was smoking outside. How dare you? You're going to fucking kill me and all your neighbors. Yeah, it's it, fucking weird. I smoked for years. I've quit right after actually I learned how to make beats. Um, somewhere around the time. I smoked for a while, too. So it's been like three yeah. or four years since I smoked. And uh, I hate the smell or whatever. But I, I ever once in a while remember back to the 90s. You know, I, I was born in the very late 80s. So I was, I was raised in the 90s. And you would just go to like a restaurant and everyone was smoking in the restaurant or like in the grocery yeah. store. Like there was just, yeah. a, I mean... They were, you know, and so it's so funny to now, if you went in somewhere and one person was smoking, you'd be like, it's disgusting. But like back then, everyone was smoking. Like everyone was, (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. When we went overseas, like doing all that shit, like, because I grew up in the South and like the like South is like you, I think there's still like some places in the South that you can uh, smoke inside. Yeah. Every once in a while you'll go, you'll go to a place that has a smoking section, but the difference now is they have to have it closed off. Like there'll be like a door actually separating it. But back in the day, like there was no separator. It was like this, this table marked smoking and this one was none. And then there was like no actual divider, you know? (laughs) And it was widely fucking accepted by everyone. It was like scientists were like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. We'll just smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And then like 20 years pass, and it's like, what were we thinking? We really fucked that one up, boys. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, it was super funny to go overseas and, like, they just, you can do whatever you want. Just don't, like, hurt anybody overseas and you'll be fine. You can just be, like, drunk at, at like, 9 a.m. At a, at a fucking restaurant. No one cares. Just just don't start, like, cussing out the waiter. <laughs> right. Which, uh, as I hold quite a few libertarian views, and uh, that's how I voted the last couple presidential elections and that's kind of how i feel about it you know like i don't love meth heads or tweakers you know but yeah unless they're causing me issues you know i wouldn't call the cops on the tweakers down the road i'm you know? saying bro like now leave if, them alone. like if they're out causing some shit or something come up stolen fuck yeah but like in general they steal these copper pipes it's on and popping <laughs> right but in general i just i don't i really try to mind my business like that is just something like inside yep. me is this whole like don't be don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong like i just have all that and that isn't most people i think most people nowadays they definitely want their nose stuck in everything and then most people yeah, think man, that's every- okay you know <laughs> where I yeah, yeah remember, man, everybody's an expert right i just remember growing up people being like 
like if someone was like raising their kids wrong, like you did, that was their kids, you know, and I was saying that's a good thing. But I remember many a times we had this kid, he was a great above me and his dad picked him up by his collar and held him up against a brick wall, like at a T-ball game or whatever. Right. And all the parents were like, holy that fuck. Was my dad. <laughs> yeah. And like, they were like, this was, I mean, it was borderline abusive. It made us all very uncomfortable, but no one said a word. Right. Whereas I think if that happened these days, he would have oh, they caught a cops on him, bro. Yeah, CPS or something. You know, something would have happened. So uh yeah. it was just it was a different time. It was like you just mind your own business, you know? Like, and that was yeah, how it was. Um I don't know if that's Not again, now, I don't man. know if it's better. Uh, you know, it might be maybe it was way worse. I mean, there's really no telling. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're just in this giant fucking uh social experiment. There's no telling what's right and wrong anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's kinda like uh, I I don't have any kids uh, or anything, but the whole spanking thing comes brought up and I, I was spanked up until a certain age when it didn't work anymore. And then I got yeah. grounded and then it was way worse, you know? And then, yeah, I'd rather be beaten and be grounded dog. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays they're like, Oh, well, if you, you spank your kid, this, this, and this happens and you want to agree with her, like you hear the studies, but then you're like in the practicality, I don't think my mom spanking me did anything that bad, you know, but then again, maybe because I was raised that way, you know? Um, exactly. So I always feel like that. I, that like, because you read all these things, like because I have a a, a, a four year old, and it's yeah, terrifying. You don't know what the fuck you're doing because <laughs> there's no like instruction manual when they they pop out. They're like, so you leave the hospital, and you're like, so now what? But uh, yeah, like there's no way that that th- the way I was raised could be that bad. Like, I I don't know. Maybe it is for like some people, but like, was my mom just really good at? spanking me at the right times like i got you know i don't know i mean i got spanked by a belt um you know my mom used my father's belt that had little metal studs Yo. on it or whatever and my dad adopted me when i was like six but i knew him since i was before i was a year old so to me he's my dad but i think he always had these like he was a stepdad feeling so he never actually spanked me and the one time yeah. or one or two times my mom would told him he had to he shut the door and hit the bed and told me to scream and we pretended <laughs> you know like so that's what a good dude yeah, like that was our our shit. But I remember one time he just told me, he said, you cry before she ever hits you. So just yeah. don't cry. And so I'm like seven, eight years old. And my mom gets the belt out and I just sit there like manned up, you know, not crying. And she was like, oh, you're not going to cry? Like she like got under her skin immediately, you know? Oh, so it's fuck me. <laughs> yeah. And so she spanks me and I just and I laughed because it was like my dad broke the secret. Right. And I yeah. laughed because of the fact I didn't cry. And then that made my mom hit me across the back, which I think some people even now would be like, oh, that's yeah. fucked. But I think she was just young. And when it was in the moment, a little ass asshole was laughing at yeah. her. And uh, I'm saying, bro. <laughs> but after that, I never got spanked again because she knew it wouldn't work. Like I broke it. Right? And then I got grounded and then I would beg to be spanked. I was like, please yeah. spank me. <laughs> Let me out of this fucking room. Nah, dog. You in there. <laughs> yep. Uh, Fuck that, dude. Being locked up in a double wide room is uh, something different because you can still hear all the fun shit like going outside because <laughs> right. the walls are just paper and you're just like, damn, bro, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> Yeah, see, I uh, our house was I, I want to say my parents paid nine grand for it when we moved in. And I don't know how I remember that, but I do. And I just start thinking about I'm like, what? That's bullshit. Y'all spent nine <laughs> grand and y'all go to, y'all bought a house. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, yeah, dude, I just dropped two ninety on uh, this one in Virginia. And I was like, two ninety. What, motherfucker? Like, what are you? <laughs> how much? Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how. 
the real estate goes, you know, and my parents are in this like small town that's worthless. And so even though they have a whole different house now, they have to rent that one out because they can't sell it. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. So they're like, and I tell them all the time, I'm an only child. I'm like, y'all got to figure this out before y'all die. I do not want two (laughs) houses in that town. I cannot. (laughs) I will not. Like, I don't want to. And like one of the guys that rents is a guy my dad used to work with forever. This dude named Jerry. And so I was like, I don't want to kick Jerry out. Like, come on, guys. Y'all got to figure this out. You know, well, Jerry needs to figure his shit out. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's funny. It's good. Good times. Um, but all right, man, I say we wrap this up. Uh, if you have right, a song, dog. you can send me. I can play a song at the end of this, of course, and uh, you know, let people hear you. Or I'm sure I have one that you've sent me before. I just don't remember the last one you sent me. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll uh, I was sending you one of the new ones. Uh, you want the, the MP3, right? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Word. All yeah. right, yeah, man. I'll send you one of the new ones off off this latest album. Some of uh, trap shit. So uh, get your gun ready. <laughs> Hell yeah, we'll be fucking firing them off here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, Internet Friends Forum, probably April or May, people can uh, hear you on that, you and B. Lucas. Uh, B. Lucas kills it, even the person that's heard it so far. Uh, they were like, holy fuck. And I was like, I know, man. I know. It's like, he's so good. Right. <laughs> and I was like, uh, when I heard it, I was like, well, fuck. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to be on here, but he's uh, down with the uh, COVID, like I said earlier. So Yeah, but, uh, I, I was last week. Hopefully he gets over it. So Yeah, man. But All right, peace, bro. All right, man. All right. Making beats. I really got what you want, yeah. I really do what you don't, yeah. I never trip, I don't miss, yeah. I'm in the back with a fifth, yeah. I'm in the back of the whip, yeah. I got a pack of the hits, yeah. I really move with the shits, yeah. I really do what I said, yeah. Up a little white, don't doubt me now. I got a Memphis style and I'm sipping crown. Louisiana, I hold it down. I ain't never ran no not one time. I ain't got another plan, gotta work these hands. Do I rock one time, gotta pop this time. I've been really feeling off, but I'm always on. I ain't never going soft, cause I gotta stay strong. League of my own on a one-way trip. I ain't never been rich, but I own my shit. Got guns like tip off, rip, I spit. Going off top, yeah, I'm going off script. Sitting sideways in a bumping big crit. Heavy no small play, that's my shit. And I really do it all day, seven days a week. Made a deal with the devil, you can never be me. Got- I really got what you want, yeah. I really do what you don't, yeah. I never trip, I don't miss, yeah. I'm in the back with a fifth, yeah. I'm in the back of a whip, yeah. I got a pack of the hits, yeah. I really move with the shits, yeah. I really do what I said. Really get it, I said it, I meant it. I'm strong to the finish, go long for the business. Put it all on the line, I win, I shine. I grind for the limelight, every single rhyme tight. Built for the war, I was made for the battle. Forged in the flame, my cage don't rattle. Born with the name, that fame don't matter. 150 shots, my aim don't matter. One got a hit, night drop like this. You ain't never seen a white boy pop like this. I talk my shit with a whole lot of bass. I ain't never did a race over rainbows like a place. I don't talk behind your back, but just say it to your face. I'm a stand up guy, put them hands up high. Don't look down, don't look to the sky. All eyes on me, cause I wanna be seen. Nice with the mic. But I spit shit mean And I come down clean Like I always do If you wanna talk tough Then I bout that too And there ain't no luck When I come through Brought them guns And I brought mine too Heavy no small plate That's my crew Talk that shit Then it's fuck you too Yeah it's fuck you too Yeah it's fuck you too Yeah I really got what you want Yeah I really do what you don't 
trip, I don't miss, yeah I'm in the back with a fifth, yeah I'm in the back of the whip, yeah I got a pack of the hits, yeah I really move with the shits, yeah I really do what I said, yeah I really got what you want, yeah I really do